Bum. Um. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Fourth Stringers. I'm back. It's been a very long time. Probably like a month or two, and I keep telling you I'm gonna come back. I'm really, I'm really like, if you've been sticking through this shit the whole time, and you're like an avid listener, and I know I have like six of them, and you keep coming back for more, this is an abusive relationship. I'm sorry. And I know you understand because you keep listening, but like, uh, I don't mean to do this stuff. I've just been busy. Uh, I mean, like, as you can see, like, I've had a lot of shit going on. Look, check this out. Hey, if you're on YouTube, here's a little treat. You get to see my staff. You get to see my staff. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're oozing now, baby. Yeah. Uh, there's a little treat just for you. Uh, I can't believe it happened again. I'm like out. I'm down for the count. Uh, this is the only reason I have time to do the fucking podcast now. I was training so hard. I started doing privates with this uh, Greco wrestler. His name's Michael Donato. And uh, I was going to learn how to pick people up and throw them. And that all got sidelined by a, a little fucking cut that turned into staff. You know what's crazy? It's like, uh, like you see it coming. Other people in the gym get it, and then, like, you're like, what are you still doing here? And they're like, no, I'm over it. And you're like, oh, are you? Or, like, like, I don't know. I see one of my boys, <laughs> one of my boys has, like, he just got back from uh, having staff, and, like, you see his leg, and it's just a scab. And you're like, oh, that scab is gross. And he's like, yeah, but it's a scab, so the staff is dead. And I'm like, is it? Your skin's still broken. Like, you're not completely healed over. I don't know. I would just be afraid to get it again, even if I was him. But I don't know. Am I a bitch? Am I... Am I... Am I, <laughs> am I just thinking about it too much? I don't know. Look at me, though. I'm fucking laid up again because I got fucking staff. Some bullshit. Last time I had it was in December. I'm on a bunch of antibiotics. I feel like every couple, every like five to six months since the pandy started, I've been in the hospital huh? for like, not even fucking COVID, man. I'm in there like checking out the hospital. I'm like, I'm like an inspector. I get, I get to see what's going on behind the scenes. Nowadays, it isn't even like before. I remember when I went in the beginning of the pandemic, um, the hospital was like filled to the brim. And, uh, they had a separate wing for the COVID patients. Now they just fucking, yeah, I got a bitch coughing next to me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking inside. Like, I, I just got past triage. Like, I went to the same hospital I went to the year before, right? And, uh, <laughs> I'm in triage. Like, after you got triaged, you're, like, getting treated. And, like, I got a bitch coughing next to me. I'm like, this would have never, this was not flying back in the day. Like, if she had any symptoms of fucking COVID, which is, like, coughing, like, she would have been put in her own wing, like, her own room, you know, now everyone's like, yeah, you'll be fine, you gotta fucking, you're more than six feet, there's a curtain, CDC just said you can open mouth kiss, like, you're fine. So am I just supposed to, like, I don't know, I feel kind of vindicated, but also not really, because, like, I don't know, I feel like I fell for it, I fell for the CDC telling me, hey, I gotta back the fuck up before I get clapped the fuck up by fucking COVID. And um, now, dude, it's like I can't help it. I feel like I'm becoming a Republican. Like, 
uh, I'm sorry, like to all my uh, Democratic friends, and I don't I, like I voted Democrat for like what since I was 18. I'm like 28, 29 now. I'm not saying I'm gonna stop voting Democrat, but like, damn, like all my actions are Republican leaning. I, I don't know, like. I I asked those around me, like, closest to me, like, yo, are you a Democrat or a Republican? And they'll usually say, like, Democrat, right? Or some some will be like, ah, oh, I don't even pick sides. Like, the whole thing is stupid. And I'm like, okay, but you're part of the society, so what are you doing? Are you voting Libertarian? Are you, like, do something, you know? But a lot of people just say they don't even vote. But let's say you do vote, right? Let's just pick your party through your actions. Let's go through a little checklist together. All right. This is for all my listeners. I'm I'm fucking drinking bang right now. I'm waiting for this shit to kick in so I can get into high gear. But let's do a little checklist together. Are you a Republican? Ready? This is a new this is a new game. Hosted by me and my staff. Are you a Republican? Okay. First one. Do you wear a mask during jujitsu? <laughs> no. Then you might be a Republican. Oh, you know how Jeff Foxworthy, he did, uh, you might be a redneck, all right? Well, this <laughs> this is, you might be a Republican, all right? So, ready? Do you wear a mask during jiu-jitsu? Yes or no? No? Then you might be a Republican. Do you think lockdown should continue? Yes or no? Did you think lockdown should continue even before the CDC put out that people can be maskless indoors, which was today? Yes or no? All right. If you don't think the lockdown should continue, you might have been a Republican. <laughs> if you think, um, if you think dining in should be refilled to a hundred percent capacity or should have been refilled a, a long time ago, you might be a Republican. I mean, if you think the gym should have been open along with the other essential businesses because of what happened, like, like alcohol store, uh, liquor stores are open. So do you think gym should have been essential too? Then you might be a Republican. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are, it's so funny. Cause like, I don't, I like, I came in before fully democratic, fully Democrat and stuff like that. But just like hearing that the democratic states are still locked down and like going to Republican states where they have everything open everything seems fine. I come back. I don't even get sick. I haven't gotten COVID this whole time, but look at me. I'm a dirty motherfucker. I got staff again. Like, you know, like, holy shit. Something's up. Something's up with the science or I don't even know what, like, what? I mean, now they're saying that we can, um, we can, uh, take our masks off indoors and that's because the majority of people are supposed to be vaccinated right so and uh i remember my girl was uh she was like yo what's the point of even getting a vaccination if it doesn't stop the spread of the infection the main point i think of the vaccine is to stop the symptoms from developing into hospital like severe symptoms right that's what the vaccine is supposed to do it's supposed to give you the antibodies so that you don't get severely sick you might still get sick but it won't be anything like you would have gotten had you not gotten the vaccine but that being said i still haven't gotten the vaccine (laughs) i feel all right i'll be in a little vaccine bubble everyone i'm gonna advocate for everybody to get it my mom gets it my dad gets it 
Everybody, everybody I live with gets it. My girl gets it. My stepmom gets it. But me, everybody I train with gets it. But me, I'm in a little vaccine bubble. You guys got me. I'm like in the middle. Like what happens with the president and the secret service. All of you in suits with really black shades on, standing around me, karate chopping, anybody coughing or any germs that might get close to me. Gotta do a better job with staff though. But yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I, I ended up going back into the hospital. They gave me fucking antibiotics. I saw this coming a mile away, and uh, the fucking first doctor I went to, and this was really early on, he didn't want to give me oral antibiotics because he told me it didn't look that bad. But I was like, it's going to get worse, brother. And he's just some fat dude. Never wrestled a day in his life, probably. He's like, nah, you just use this topical... What the fuck does the topical one even do? It's just like this gel that you put on. It doesn't. I feel like it doesn't even do anything. Like I, I just slather it on, and now my shit looks like a fucking wet volcano. I don't like this. I don't like. Uh, I, I don't like having staff, dude. It's seriously. It's not like the other one because this one actually like the the puss can come out. The other one when I had it in this exact me. It didn't have a head to it, so the the pain from just, like, the buildup of blood and shit like that was, like, I've never felt anything like that in my life. I really contemplated quitting jiu-jitsu at that point. And even this, this sucks, but, like, I'm still fine, like, not, as long as I don't get my knee, like, taken out or whatever, like, as long as it doesn't get any worse than this, I'm cool. We're good. This just feels like a staycation, honestly. But, um, I mean, I've been working hard up until this happened. I, I, I was like really adopting the sort, the, the sort of like, I got to jump into everything state of mind. Right. And, um, I've been having a, uh, like a lot of good success in tournaments and stuff, but like still definitely not where I want to be. But I mean, first things first, uh, I competed, <laughs> Yo, oh my god, this is so funny. Yo, so I did Sogi, right? And my girl did Sogi too. She did the absolute... I gotta get her on the podcast, dude. She's so fucking funny, because, like... Uh, we're both pretty... Uh, like, I, I, I mean, like... We're just weird, right? Like, before Sogi... Uh, we were just, like, trying to get in the zone and shit like that. And something that I found out, like, helps me the most... Is if I just blast my music and like I don't know just start getting into like a dancey mood and like my girl really helps me get into like that fucking dancey mood I know it sounds stupid and I wonder if it's intimidating on the other side of it I found out that dude's name that I'm going that I was going against it's Chris Papadopolo yeah I could say it I had a I had a Greek ex-girlfriend I, I really I learned the Greek language at one point I wrote her a damn poem and I fucking memorized it and now I forgot it, but I know I did it. I know it made her cry. I know, uh, that was an original idea. I know I fucking took her. I I know when I was a fucking teenager, I hid, uh, like 12 different things in a public park and I took her around like an Easter egg hunt. See, you, you guys could steal this. This was, this was me as like a 16-year-old. I, I hid 12 different things to signify the one-year anniversary that we had. But I was kind of running out of things to like 
um, to like give her, right? So like uh, I divvied up a bunch of roses uh, and then like little insignificant, like, oh, this, like this was where, um, this was where we did it outside for the first time. <laughs> no, no, like, I don't know. This is where we cut class and like fucking came and made out or whatever. Like, um, but like, it was just like, like bullshit like I put like a toy or whatever and then at the end I hid like a picnic basket with a blanket and like pre-made like sandwiches and stuff and then I read her a fucking poem that I wrote so if you guys need something to do there you go there you take that take that and run with it learn your your exotic girlfriend's language and then say something sweet to her girls love that um where was I so I'm like all over the place. I fucking miss doing this podcast. Oh, it feels so good. Once you get going, it feels so good, dude. This is like therapy for me. I need to get all this shit out. All right, so Christ, Christos, Christos Papadopoulos. See? Look, it's all coming back to me now. Christos Papadopoulos. Um, I fucking had a match against him, right? And so me and my girl were fucking bumping. I had my little speaker. There was a middleweight um, tournament going on, too. There was, there was a lot of fucking heavy hitters in there. I got to see Brucey, Ronan was competing, fucking uh, Stolfi. I forgot who ended up taking it. Who ended up winning that? Oh, oh, Ronan did. Ronan did. Ronan won a crazy fucking chain. Anyway, um, what ended up happening was, I mean, I beat the, I beat the guy. He was like a blue belt or some shit from upstate. I think someone told me he trains under uh, Placido. I got a lot of love for Placido, like just. I was like, I, I mean, like, he's a Spanish grappler. I feel like I just have a lot of love for Spanish grapplers. They're, it's pretty funny just seeing, like, their personalities come out in Spanish. Like, Spanish-speaking grapplers, like, I love that because it's like you have a different personality in, a, in another language. Like, I really can't express myself how I express myself in English and Spanish. Like, there's so much nuance and, like, trying to be witty and stuff. I don't know the right words for things, so... When I hear him speaking Spanish, like, or like other people speaking Spanish, it might be more formal or it might, or it might be more romanticized. The language is like more like, uh, meaningful. You say so much more with less words, uh, some people, or some people just start talking all this fucking slang and filling in every other word with dick and herpes or gonorrhea, like Colombians do. Those are my people, but like, damn, like it's, it's fun to hear people speak Spanish. Um, but I heard him, I mean, I've been following him for a minute. He's like Donahue's people. It's pretty cool. But uh, anyway, I had the match against him. You know what's so funny? If you look at uh, that guy that I had the match against, he looks, to me, he has the same build as Sebastian. It deadass felt like I was going in a match against Sebastian. Like, and I've been training super hard. I had those 15-minute um, uh, rounds with Yadi. I, it was so long ago, but I wonder if that was before my mat, my super fight. But I was having 15-minute matches with Yachty. Like, I was good. I was pretty conditioned for this. And, 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 like, I felt good. I was pushing the pace and shit. I was passing his guard like fucking butter on the uh, right side. Like, he wasn't... Okay, so from what I remember in the, uh, in the match... Um, uh, I don't remember anything. I don't even remember how I came on top or anything like that. Should I rewatch the match? Should I just fucking go and rewatch the match? Like, 
I don't know. From uh, uh, maybe I'll do that in the next episode. But from what I remember, I took top. I was uh, passing the guard a bunch. He uh, he didn't have like an answer to me passing his guard to the right side. That's something that you got to take away. Like once you start, like if you're playing guard and they're letting you play. And, like, if you're playing top and they're letting you play top, you got to start testing everything and finding their weaknesses, right? Like, if they're not punishing you for the way that you're uh, passing, like, like um, I didn't really feel like, uh, like, he was fine with staying on bottom. I didn't feel any threat of him coming up. So I remember just poking his guard in many different ways. And then Jason yelled at me to fucking uh, pass his guard uh, on the right side. And I really just used, like, I suck at passing guard on that right side, but, like, mechanically, I know what to do. I know in my head that, oh, I have to do the, I have to put my hand here. I have to do a knee cut on this side. It, 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 it isn't much different. I just have to replace the arms and shit like that. So instead of doing it, like, on autopilot, I have to do it consciously. Because I know the move consciously enough to do it. But the thing is, doing it in a high-paced environment like this is more difficult but it's not difficult when he's accepting the moves because he's playing guard like i feel like what makes it difficult in competition is people are spamming so many different moves but if i'm like okay he's playing his uh his reverse delheva right now i have time to get my hands on the hip he's not gonna come up let me start driving my knee into his stomach he really doesn't have guard offense from here he's just framing and now i can figure my way through this because i've seen it so many times on the other side how would i get past it on this side and like you might seem a little slower or dumber but like i managed to pass his ass like three or four times just like that just using that state of mind like, if it works once it's gonna fucking work twice i love that i love that saying um but yeah i remember pushing the pace a bunch um I think uh, I ended up winning in overtime or something. But I don't know if it was like ride time or whatever. I think he put me in an arm bar um, for overtime. But like, man, the thing is like, I've been practicing a lot of arm bar escapes. Everything's clicked. So hopefully that never fucking happens to me again. Because that was very traumatizing. Those two times I lost my arm bar. It was like in the finals, basically, both times. Um, all right, what else happened? Oh, you know what else was cool? I'm going through this chronologically. So, uh, I went to finishers. Finishers, sub only, open. Um, I'm like the 155. I want to say, let me just say this right now. I am the 155 pound open weight champion. Purple, brown, black. All right? And I don't want to hear no bullshit about other times when other people won that shit. Who's the champion of it last time? And let me have a fucking super fight against them because I'm pretty sure somebody else won that division while I couldn't compete for it. Like, I've competed in that tournament three or four fucking times. Had the beautiful John Battle there uh, to ref my matches and, and Gabe too, Tejada. And then I had uh, Juliana Fonseca. I don't know if I'm saying her name right beautiful name, uh, taking pictures of my matches. And so there you have it. Like first place four times. Like I need like a pro fucking, uh, match against whoever won it last time. And I, I think it might've been Anthony. So what ended up happening was I jumped in last minute 
Fucking Zach's the man. Thank you for letting me jump in last minute. I definitely surprised everyone in the bracket. I had like two people text me like, oh, what the fuck? But that was pretty funny because in the art of war, they say something about doing that. It's like if you have like a duel at 12, show up at like four to fuck with your opponent. Like get him off his game. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of did that in a way because I signed up after uh, registration was closed just because I asked Zach. That was really nice of him. Thank you, Mr. Meslini. Um, but <laughs> so what ended up happening was uh, uh, I showed up. I was on weight. It was it was very nerve wracking. It's always fucking nerve wracking. I had I had some good guys in my division. Um, I got my match against Dylan Garofalo again. He's the man. And then uh, uh, I had another match with John Vina. <laughs> oh my god, I beat him again. That, that was pretty bad. And then uh, Anthony Molina too, um, which was crazy. I've uh, grappled all these guys before. Anthony, I had first. Uh, he was out of Miami. I did a seminar and we had uh, a couple rounds down there, but. It was different down there. Like, he even said it afterwards. Like, I was, like, putting it on him down there. I was I was really, like, I got to use a lot of my techniques. But during the match, I couldn't really get too much going. I couldn't get shit going at all because, um, I don't know. I just didn't have the right amount of control on him, like, as far as, like, trying to attack. Like, he was very explosive and wiry and, like, fucking kicky. Like, you could see, like, he kicked me a couple times, like, in the chest or just... I don't know, like, uh, so I wasn't moving, I'd say, in a way where I was controlling him so much, but um, he was playing around too much. So, I mean, it's a competition, right? And especially the first match, I really wanted to uh, win to start getting some momentum going. That's what gets me uh, through tournaments is, like, once I build that momentum, I feel unbeatable. Like, once I beat two or three people, I start feeling like, fucking crazy i start being like yo get me more fucking matches right now like i could run through anybody put me in a fucking absolute like it's something that like it's like you build your own ego up to a point where you're like give me anybody like i got this like let's fucking go and i love getting to that point i, I haven't gotten hyped up like that in in a minute i feel like especially like a tournament man i haven't done a tournament in so fucking long i love that so <laughs> so um Anthony, uh, he tried doing the, um, the, he called it the croqueta crunch, croqueta crunch, um, it's basically like, uh, like the boss rooting choke, the buggy choke, there you go, he tried doing the buggy choke to me, he was luring me into side control, right, so he lays down on his side, this is after he tries to throw his ass in my face, like, multiple times on some Jeff Glover shit. The way you, like, kind of deal with opponents who are like that is just be, like... You can either be just as ridiculous by, like, doing some dumb shit. Like, if they keep pointing at you, you could point to them back and, like, just play that game a bit, especially if you're just trying to catch your breath. But um, I feel like the best way to do it is, like, to really get into, like, safe passing positions like he would like kick or like uh clap his feet at me and um i mean i just use those as opportunities to try to get into good passing positions just hand on the hip knee inside and it worked out or, or just throwing his legs by and stuff like 
when they're doing stuff like that, you like one really good example was he went uh, north south to me and uh, he was like, come on, come on. So I was like, uh, okay. And like, I did like a fake and then I dove into it. Like he's only going to have one defense. His knees are going to come to his chest. Like it's so easy if I get my shoulder to his, uh, to his stomach. And I don't think he's felt that um, before. I mean, or maybe he was just planning on recovering better, but I, I was on top of him for a fucking minute after that. Like that sucks. Like, but I mean, if you want to be a showman, I can completely understand that. So, I mean, props to him. It was a fun match, but, um, I kind of like stayed disciplined and, uh, it was funny in the middle of the match, he was top, right? And then, um, he pulls for a second and, uh, he gets right back up. He's like, whoop, that's not part of the plan. And then right when he said that, I was like, what? And I was like, uh, okay. And I just fucking go from reverse to the I basically just come up with a single and then double leg him into the ground. And then he, I was like, <laughs> like in my head, like, I was like, okay, like your plan was to stay on top. Now I'm going to get on top. And then that's when shit started. Like I, I was able to put more pressure and, and stuff on him. Uh, eventually he gave up side control and tried to do the croqueta crunch to me. I got out real fucking nice. Like I got my head out. And then I got right onto his back. And once I'm on someone's back, especially him, he's like tiny. Like I just put the body triangle on and it doesn't matter what's like, I, I would just, he's so tiny. I would just choke him over his head. Like I could put the rear naked choke, like literally on his forehead. I would be able to crush his fucking cranium. I think like that's how much bigger than him. I felt, especially when I was on his back, dude, I got that fucking squeeze, baby. (laughs) But yeah, I, I just, as soon as I got on his back, it was like, I don't even remember. It was probably like 10 seconds. I just fucking got the choke. Cause like, yeah, that, that's where I'm really good at. I can't wait to get back to fucking training. It's getting me all hyped up. Um, anyway, second match, uh, Dylan Garofalo. So Dylan has been on a tear, man. I'm so proud of him. I really like Dylan. I tell him that all the time and, uh, I haven't been ignoring you or anything, brother. It's just, I have staff. I should text you back. But uh, we wanted to organize some training after this. Maybe get some 155ers around the Long Island area and shit to all get together. But, like, I'm so fucking down for that. Um, yeah, it was... I don't know, man. Uh, like, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think he has, like, the tools to beat me and stuff. Or maybe I'm just put manifesting that, putting that out there in the universe. But I think that that kid's got a lot of um, potential and he just has to use his mind better in order to um, like not get into like such bad positions. Like and when I look at his other matches, like our match didn't really go like that. But like, I mean, it kind of did actually like he shot a double leg on me and then I, it was pretty much game over from there. Um, he doesn't even fucking wrestle. Like, why, why did you do that, brother? Uh, so... Man. Anyway, uh, he's really good, I think. He's been on a tear. He just finished winning Emerald City. Uh, he just finished beating Joe Schilling. Um, I had a match against him, like, two years ago at Naga. I couldn't submit him, but I beat him, like, I don't know. It was, like, 20 to whatever, like, in points because I just kept passing him and then, like, taking him out, getting my points, and then rinse and repeat. But um, he was good. He was very strong. Um, and, I mean... What ended up happening was uh, we were standing for a bit and this kid felt 
so fucking strong. I wonder if I feel as strong as he does, because I was like, holy shit, this kid is fucking jacked. And I remember uh, tying up with him, and I think doing like an elbow pass and stuff, and I was like, I gotta be very aware that he's not gonna fucking, oh, jump into my fucking leg with Kani Masami. But I mean, when you're aware of it, it, it doesn't really happen like that. Um, so, I remember... I remember we uh, we tied up and then he shoots a double leg on me and I think I get like a front headlock and he's like, why'd I do that? And I laughed. I'm like, oh man, it was a good try. Like, I felt bad, dude. I really like this kid. I feel like what's happening to him is like I'm big brothering him. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not the case. But like, I feel like he's good enough where he should have given me a crazier match. But like, I was like kind of in his head or like from the last time we grappled or... I don't know, man, because, like, I don't know. That's just what I felt. Because I saw him go with Gay Mike, and he gave Gay Mike a great fucking match. He, fucking sneaky attacks and stuff like that, and, like, really just hanging on to, like, being real tough about, like, leg locks and stuff like that. So, I don't know. We, uh, w w what ended up happening was uh, I got him in, like, a reverse triangle somehow, and then I also got him in, uh, shoulder arm like a telephone arm lock with the arm that he was uh that was trapped and i remember as soon as i straightened it his elbow just sounded like i stepped on a bag of chips like it was like Argh. and i was like oh my god are you okay and he's like yeah, yeah i'm fine i'm fine he tapped and that's how i got that win love you dylan um he's fine now this shit happened like a month ago what else um Oh, and then John Vina. Yo, John Vina, I had a fucking bone to pick with you, dude. You want to hear some funny shit? So, like, it's so it's like no good deed goes unpunished, right? So, uh, my first match against John was at uh, <laughs> it was it was at um, Grappling Hudson Valley. Uh, it was an event put on by Mike Wacker. Uh, Nick Ronan was also on that one. But anyway, um, so I was into wearing like a Naruto headband and this guy, uh, John was wearing like a, uh, Uchiha clan, uh, symbol and in the anime Naruto, uh, like the, the, the leaf village, basically the headband that I was wearing, um, annihilated the Uchiha clan so it was kind of like one versus the other you know what I mean like it was like the anime playing itself all over again like and uh I I like leaning into that <laughs> Damn. my nose is stuff from smoking um but <laughs> I ended up beating him what was mad funny was because I figured the announcers were gonna announce us in it like and say what our names were and like um and like our favorite submission and stuff like that so when the announcer asked me what my favorite submission was i told him it was a head and arm choke and i said that because i was very leg centric at that time i was going to do a heel hook i was planning on doing a heel hook and uh, i didn't i didn't want to give him the real answer you know what i mean that's like a, a choke that i never get really and uh, <laughs> what ended up happening was it was the commentators that got it not the announcer and um <laughs> so the commentators are like in the beginning of the match they're like uh it says here that uh fabian uh, likes the head and arm choke. That's really like a bigger guy move. I, I really don't see smaller guys doing it. And then right as I'm getting the head and arm choke on John, like wh what ended up happening was in that match, like he tried to get me in a couple triangles. Very good, very good guard, very like active. Um, 
but I ended up uh, doing a leg drag and then passing on his right side on my right side. Again, like if you're not ambidextrous on your guard, I'm gonna figure it out real fucking quick and then go that way. So um, I remember passing his guard, and then uh, I took mount, just pressure, 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 and um, I got the head and arm. And as I'm getting the head and arm choked, they're like, <laughs> he's like, oh, looks like Fabian's making me eat my words. He's getting the fucking head and arm choked. And then I remember going up to the, the commentator booth. I'm like, a big boy move? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so me and John met up again in uh, Finishers. Would have been a great fucking revenge story, but I'm not here for that. Like, fuck that. Like... <laughs> it's so funny like i imagine like people think they're like the main character of like their own they are they're definitely the main character of like their own story but just like me putting myself in his place and then being like oh wow that is a crazy story but i'm sorry fuck out of here i'm not allowing that to happen like like oh your girlfriend came to watch you oh my girlfriend came to watch me too i'm sorry i'm not gonna let you fucking uh, choke me out in front of my girl. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you wanna, you wanna, um, you wanna beat me to erase that uh, loss that you had in the past? I'm sorry. Here comes reality. I'm not gonna allow you to do that. But uh, he's a nice guy. You know how fucking nice he is. He fucking offered to like he runs uh vaccine sites or whatever. He offered to get my dad uh vaccinated for. And, uh, like, cause I was looking for a vaccine for him. It was very hard to find one. He offered to get my dad vaccinated and like, would give him a fake address or whatever. Like just do what he had to do in order to get my pops vaccinated. I really appreciate that. But what's fucking hilarious is that he was trying to give my dad the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And as soon as he got, he was like, yeah, I got him the appointment. If he wants to come through. Uh, news reports come out like, oh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine being pulled because of reports of blood clots. And I'm like, are you trying to kill my father? Are you are you taking this revenge thing a little too far right now? You know how fucking mad I was? I, I started getting mad. I was like, is he trying to kill my fucking dad right now? I was like, why don't you give him the Pfizer? Why, why you gotta give me the bootleg one? The, the one with the 72 average. Why you gotta give me that one? Like, you can't give me the one... You can't give me the, the, the A-plus vaccine? Or the A vaccine? 89%, 93%? You gotta give me the 72% effective one that might kill him? I was so mad. I was, I was fucking furious. So it's so funny to think, like... Uh, he was just trying to be nice. And then, like, inadvertently, like just putting my dad in harm's way, I was like, hmm, should I be mad about this? And I'm like, I'm just going to be mad about this. I'm just going to take this energy and fucking bring it into the match. And it worked, dude. I was, I felt, I was fucking tight a bit. I was like, try to kill my fucking dad. All right. I got something for your ass. I'm going to do the same fucking move. I beat you with last time and I'm going to live in your head forever. And I'm sorry. I think like that. I'm really, I'm really sorry. I think like that. That's like toxic of me. That's like, um, like it's kind of taking it like even beyond the mat, like e beyond the match. Like I'm trying to get into your head psychologically for like future matches and stuff like that. But I think me telling you is like a sign. Like I, I you, you'll probably listen to this. I'll probably make this a clip. But like me telling you is like a sign of like 
you know, no ill will or anything. I'm just a competitor. And this is like, I, I, outside of jujitsu, yeah, we're, we could definitely be friends. You're a super nice guy, you know? Thanks for the offer for fucking almost trying to kill my dad. But, uh, like, I was like, I can't just win. I have to do the head and arm choke again. And, like, it has to be because, like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I remember I used to carry this quote around by Krishna. And I still have it. Oh, man, I wish I... I wish I could pull it up, uh, but my phone's being used right now to record this. Like, what it said basically was, we're not here, like, jujitsu competing isn't just, like, another day. It's not something to get your stress out. It's not something to help you regulate your day. Like, you're competing. You aren't there to make friends. You're not there to be nice. Your goal is to use your technique to systematically dismantle someone and make them question why they even started grappling. And he said it like almost along, like those are almost perfectly the fucking words. And I've said it time and time again on this podcast in like the earlier episodes, but um, that really put in my head like the psychological aspect of jujitsu where like we're putting ourselves, like my whole self, my true self, my everything especially if you're competing and you're serious about it, I'm putting that against you. Like I'm going to employ every single tool I have in my toolbox, like every asset I have in order to win. And, um, it seems a little dark now that I'm talking about it, but I mean, I'm super serious about winning, like, and I'm not cheating. That's just like a part of it. Like, so for our future matches, maybe this will fire him up. Maybe this is what he uses now to get fired up and, and get better, you know? But that's what I used. I was like, I, I'm not just going to win. I have a goal. Like, I want to, like, make a statement. I want to live in his fucking head. And uh, it was the finals match, and I did exactly what I did. I passed his guard. I took Mount. I walked his arms up. And let me tell you something. When I was in Mount, I was like, no way this is happening. It was almost like an outer body experience. I was like, no way I'm about to do this shit again. And I mean, I walked his arm up. I got a really shitty head and arm grip, but you know what I think it is? Like maybe I, I don't think I put it on that like tight or like technically, but like some people are so, um, like their body types, uh, make the choke go on easier, whether maybe they have like a big shoulder, big bicep or whatever. Like girls sometimes don't get a uh, choke very easily on there in, in that position. But I remember putting it on and, um, I would, I didn't even get to like my full squeeze yet. And he tapped and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe I did that again to get the W. It was a pretty crazy moment. <laughs> and then I got flowers. The flowers were nice. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, he took a picture with me after and it was, it was nice. Like outside, like I said, outside of competing, really nice guy. We can be friends, of course. Like, I hope I don't sound like too much of a dick, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I'm looking forward to those matches again. Like those matches that have a little history to them that like, 
like they say, like the people who win or the champions or whatever get complacent, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be in my life or my competitive career. So I don't know about that. I don't know if I could ever be not this hungry. Like I, I, I need to get, I need to get fucking hungrier, dude. Like, like, I feel like it just, it, the, the need to get better just increases. It's not like it gets worse. It's not like it, it, it wears down. I'm not worn out from jujitsu right now. I feel good. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah. What happened the other day? Uh, I got my brown belt. So you're now listening to the Brown Belt podcast. I think I'm I'm officially like now I'm not like a culture vulture or anything. I put my time in. I'm a brown belt. Now purple belts can start listening to the podcast too. So it works. And then once I get my black belt, I'll get a couple brown belt listeners. But um the plan is now that I got my brown, I'm gonna go to IBJJF. So I'm supposed to be competing in the pans and all that shit, but I'm laid up. I'm probably gonna do ghee and stuff too and get raped and the brown belt division but it's fine it's fine just happy to be back doing the podcast i need to start doing this shit more i'm glad i could recap this a bit but yeah i got my brown belt i got promoted by matt it was very much a surprise um i don't know man and then i got stabbed shortly after but yeah uh Check out our sponsors. I'm about to head out. I got to go do shit, but check out our sponsors. Um, Blue Chew, uh, A-list CBD. If you need CBD, hit me up. If you need uh, gummies for like melatonin gummies, those are the best. Those knock me the fuck out. If you need those, hit me up. And we're getting our custom rash guards coming out too. Custom rash guards uh, by the middle of the month. What's today? Oh shit, it's May 15th. Okay, like May 21st, May 25th. Uh, the Rask Guards, I'm sure, should be in. So 